Wilson from the VG Embassy, and you're listening to Volt Supreme's Synth VGM Dream Stream Machine. All of the synth, none of the synth. Ladies and gentlemen, fellas and chillers, welcome back to another Fair Dinkum episode of Vault Supreme Synth VGM Dream Stream Machine Podcast. The podcast that plays the synthiest synth video game music in the whole entire universe. Well, as many of you know, this is a super special episode. We're going to be listening to the soundtrack to the 2017 platformer Metroidvania game, The Mummy Demastered. Now, I'll be honest, I'd never heard about this game until I stumbled upon the soundtrack. And I have to say, it has an excellent soundtrack by Gavin Allen, who also goes under the alias Monoma Music. And folks, you're all going to love this. This is a really excellent soundtrack. I think the game is based on the fairly recent version of the film The Mummy, or something like that, that came out probably about the same time. I don't really know. I'm not really into those kinds of films and yeah look I'll, I'll just say this as a conservative Christian supernatural horror and the undead are certainly not my expertise so I thought we'd bring someone on the show who lives their life surrounded by death and in some sense has been raising the dead his whole life he started as an outback taxidermist in rural Australia, but has since risen to the top of his field. In 2011, he appeared on the Oprah Winfrey Show, which resulted in a huge international following. And he's since been touring the world with his taxi tent tours, stopping at cities for a period of time, providing his services to the blessed locals. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is my absolute pleasure to introduce to you the greatest taxidermist in the world. It's Dr. Murray Swilch or better known as Dr. Swilcho. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Swilcho. Yeah, thanks, lad. It's just good to talk to people again, really. Old fellas like myself have been pretty antisocial lately. Although it has helped business a bit. Oh, that's great. Well, Dr. Swilcho, it's an honour to talk to you. I felt like you've probably already shared your life story many times. It's all over the internet for people to hear. So I decided... I'd ask our listeners to submit some questions for you and hopefully we'll get to hear some interesting taxidermy facts, but also help many of our listeners who, well, many of them are not just only into video game music, but also hunting, wildlife preservation, stuff like that. So let's get into our first song and we'll get to the questions after that. So the first track from the game, The Mummy Demastered is Regency of Shadows by Monoma Music. Enjoy. (laughs) 
creepy stuff, full of energy, very sinister. That was Regency of Shadows by Monoma Music. That's good, yeah. Uh, so, Dr. Swilcho, we've got a few questions that have been sent in, and we've also got a few people holding on the line. Uh, but before we start taking questions from our listeners, I thought I'd ask a question of my own, which will hopefully help introduce you a little better uh, for those who don't know a lot about you. So, all right, my question is basically this. How did you become so successful? Like, from an Aussie outback taxidermist to someone doing these wild world tours. How how did you do it? Because that, I mean, that's just one of these, I don't know, would you call it a dream story or something like that? Yeah, okay, lad. It, it's definitely been a real dream. Oh, okay, it's a common question, so... Uh, Let's. Uh, this is how I usually say it. Let's say you bring me a little muffin pie cadaver, your dog that you've loved for 15 good years. You walk together, you play together. You tell that dog your deepest and darkest secrets, and it listened to you, and you knew it was listening, because you could see into that dog's soul through its windows its eyes. Now imagine you bring that dog to a regular taxidermist and he does his thing and you get that dog back and you look into the eyes. You're waiting. Waiting. Still waiting. Waiting for that emotional connection. And all you see is a dead dog with glass in its head. Right? No matter how hard you try, you just can't see your special friend any longer. He's gone, lad. Because his windows have been boarded up. His eyes are filled with recycled beer bottles. Yeah, yeah. Um, I always thought it was a bit creepy to have uh, take your pet to a taxidermist, to be honest. Um, I guess I can see why people would do it, but yeah, not me, <laughs> that's for sure. So, lad, I thought to myself... How can other taxidermists miss this important feature? Oh, the eyes. Sure. It's not easy to preserve an eyeball, but I've never been one for shortcuts. I got to work on figuring out how I could preserve the original eyeballs of every creature that was brought to me. Wow. It only took three months, lad. Only three months to outsmart every taxidermist of the past 500 years. So when people started to find out that I could preserve the eyes of their loved ones, well, people started to take notice of me at that point, that's for sure. Yeah, gosh, I can't even conceive of how you would preserve an eyeball. Doesn't it just shrivel up or something? <laughs> no, when I'm done with them, lad, first I pickle them in my special bioactive preservation dish. That stops the eyes from clouding over. And I take them and fill them with jelly carved out of real living jellyfish I grow myself. At the back of the eye, I have installed, or I usually will install, a light-sensitive resistor that's connected to the eye's nerves and a small watch battery and a custom-made PID electronic loop. 
It's a semi-organic electrical circuit which allows the pupils to dilate, you know, based on the surroundings and the light levels. Battery lasts longer than a human. And all you need to do is keep the eyes moist by applying my special formulation once a day. And it was the start of everything. Wow. Oh. Yeah, that's just the beginning, lad. Yep. Alright, well, that was quite a bit to take in, to be honest. So, let's get to the next track, and we'll come back and get to some of our listeners' questions. The next track is Matic Furiant. Uh, again by Monoma Music, and this is a really nice blend of classic video game music, chip tunes, and lots of modern synth and percussion. Enjoy. pretty awesome track Hamatic Furiant well let's get to our first question we've got quite a few that have been sent in uh, during the week but we've got a few people on the line right now so let's let's get to one of those and yeah then we'll deal with some of the others so okay first up we have ah Donnie Donnie Smalls he's ah. a regular guest on this uh, show Dr. Swilcho so Donnie welcome back please oh. ask away with your question hello and hello, Dr. Swocho. Um, I am living in Brooklyn, New York, and I have recently had some problems with a neighborhood cat. Um, there has been some lawsuits filed against me, and I'm just wondering what is the best way to sort this out. Thank you. Now, uh, 
lovely place, Brooklyn is. Uh, Donny. lovely. Sorry. Um, Donny, let's keep the questions to taxidermy, please. <clears throat> Mr. Uh, Dr. Swilcher is not a lawyer. Yeah, wait, wait. Uh, well, well, you see, the problem is that as part of my jurisprudence, many of the cats I currently have need to be returned to their owners. The problem is that these cats are currently frozen in my freezer. Uh, they were quite pesky critters, so I'm sure you can understand my situation. Uh, okay, so you've got a freezer full of dead cats. Uh, and you need to return them to their owners. That's correct. Any suggestions, Dr. Swilcho? Well, uh, that's a tough one. If I were nearby, I could probably have a go at them and install some artificial heart and some basic nerve controls that would give the impression that the cat is still alive. Meanwhile, you could make a run for it and hope that it takes them long enough to realise the cat's actually dead. Oh, sorry, mate. Well, maybe just say that they escaped or something. You might need to fabricate some cat crime scenes away from your house. Oh, right. That, that, yeah. Sorry, lad. Oh, that's all right. That sounds plausible. I could probably say that they escaped and make it look like they died on the streets. Well, thanks, Dr. Swocho. I think I think that's going to be my plan. <laughs> thanks for calling see, in. See you later. Thanks for calling in, Donnie. Uh, talk to you soon. Well, let's get to our next track. And this is the title theme from the game. The Mummy Demastered by Monoma Music. Enjoy. Kind of swings between both triumphant or hopeful. 
and a little bit sinister. A pretty good song to set you up and get you in the mood to take on some undead creatures. Yeah, very nice, lad. I do like this music. What do you call it, lad? Um, Dr. Swilcho, this is music from the video game The Mummy Demastered. I guess I'd call it synthwave if I had to give it a genre. Largely the music old Uncle Vernon used to play on his accordion at the abattoir. Oh, you used to, you used to work in an abattoir, did you? Not really. Just helped out with the family business during the holidays as a wee kid. That was where me love of animals started, I guess. Okay, well, that, that's pretty interesting. Um... Okay, well, let's get to one of our questions that was sent in. All right, looks like this one is coming from the other side of the world, all the way from Canada. Nice. Uh, it's from Beefalo Phil. Nice one. Okay, let's give it a listen, Dr. Swilcho. Hey, this is uh, Beefalo Philip. If I was mm, putting together a skin suit, made from animals, of course, um, for a an animal mold, like a monkey, how important is it that I make sure the skin is well lotioned before putting it together? If it doesn't do what it's told, should I get the hose again? Thanks, Doctor. Oh, that was a bit... <laughs> that's a bit weird. Um, okay, I'm not really sure I understood the question, to be honest. Yeah, I get it. I, I get it. He's making a skin suit for a monkey. I'm assuming this is not a regular taxidermy job. Oh, okay. He probably is combining <clears throat> a few different types of skin for his monkey mold. Yeah. Okay. Otherwise, he'd just be pinning the regular monkey skin to the mould in the usual fashion. Yeah, of course. So you think he's probably doing something a bit more artistic? Yes, lad. There's no straight answer to this. Is this all he sent in? (laughs) This is all we got, unfortunately. Sorry about that. Okay, well... I'd need to know the different types of skin he was working with. Uh, each type of skin of different animals will dry out at different rates yeah. and they'll also shrink differently. Yeah, of I'd probably forget about the lotion and focus on using steam. You'd want the steam for the fattier, more leathery skins and probably just apply a thin layer of regular soy milk to the other skins, like yeah, if he's using dog or horse, definitely if he's using monkey. Monkey skin needs a lot of soy applications because its fur lining is quite thin, probably once or twice a day. And Philip, I'd say the best thing to do is just to watch it. Keep watching your mould and your skin while it dries. Uh, check on it every two hours or so. Repin it if you have to. I'm sure you will multiple times. Yep. Great. Well, thanks. Thanks for that question, Beefalo Phil. 
I hope Dr. Swiltro's advice is useful for you. Hey. All right, well, let's get to our next tune. Another great track. This is Necrogenic Bloom by Monoma Music. Or could just be Monoma. Anyway, enjoy this track. Great track. You get some really nice 70s electro pop vibes from that one. A little bit mysterious, but lots of fun. Very nice. I think it still reminds me of Uncle Fernand's accordion songs he'd play at the abattoir. Yeah, that's really interesting. I'm not sure how well yeah. these songs would translate to being played on an accordion, to be honest, but <laughs> look, I'd love I'd love to hear someone give it a go. Okay, so next we have another question, and this one is from Pennsylvania, and it's from Franklin DeLuca. Okay, thanks for writing in, Franklin. Um, Let's give it a listen. You ready, Swilcher? Yeah, lad. Yep. Here we go. Hi, this is Franklin DeLuca of the Eastern Pennsylvania Birdwatching Association. I'm calling today with a question about your morals, Dr. Swilcher. As my friends and I gaped in horror at the sight of your feathered goat, which you recently chose to present on the Oprah Winfrey show, uh, I wondered, what went wrong in this man's life? I mean, I don't know how you came into possession of such a quantity of deceased scarlet finches, uh, by no legal means, I'd have to assume, Uh, but my question to you is, when you were plucking the brilliant ruby feathers from each finch, only to glue them onto your preserved goatling, uh, did you feel even a shred of remorse for your actions? And that is all I came here to say. Uh, and thank you. Uh, I think I need to apologize for that, Dr. Swilcher. I don't think anyone should ever question the morals of a taxidermist. Uh, I know, lad. It's good to talk about these things. 
Some people are very misguided. Yeah, they sure And it's are. nice to clear the murky waters sometimes. Yeah, well, you can feel free to answer it or not. Yeah, I'll build, mate, I'll build. Okay, great. Look, his first mistake was to claim that my appearance on the opera show was recent. It, in my long life, it does feel pretty recent, but it was almost 10 years ago. Kids these days, especially bird watchers, they'll watch a FaceTube video and they'll think it was from yesterday. Yeah. That's the danger of socialising on the media, mate. It's dangerous stuff. Yeah, we definitely live in a strange time where information can be spread so quickly and misinformation as well. That's probably the dangerous part of it all. But yeah, look, it must have been pretty amazing to be on the Oprah Winfrey show, right? Yeah, well, the show was nothing special, (laughs) but it did get my name and work out to many people across the world. Guess I can thank Opera for that one. Yeah, and so Franklin mentioned something about a feathered goat. You have to understand, lad. Even though I did a lot of experimenting when I'm at home, if I'm abroad, I only do jobs for other people. Oh, okay. And that feathered finch American pygmy was actually Opera's pets. Ah. She has quite the collection of illegally obtained birds and I believe she was about to be investigated by some government agency she could have let the birds go but she insisted on keeping them strange lady she's a really strange lady anyway the timing was perfect to me for me to be on the show. I, I was able to do the feathered Finch American Pygmy in just one day for her. And everyone just thought it was mine. Hmm. Yeah, okay. This, yeah, I had no idea. So, um, back to Franklin's question. Was this a bit of a moral issue for you at all? Yeah, yeah, last. I'd heard some funny things about the opera show and I knew she wasn't a trustworthy person. But she offered me quite a lot of money, mate. <laughs> Part of me regrets it, but I wouldn't be where I was today if I hadn't have gone on that show, so... Ah, I have to live with my actions. Yeah, I think the question was maybe referring... Never mind. Thanks for the question, Franklin. Um, Franklin. Let's get to our next tune. So this next track, this is a really intense one. Another, it's it's pretty intense. Another one of these songs with a real driving rhythm. I think it's 6-8 from memory. And this song starts off with a a real big bang. So enjoy this next track. Sovereignty from the Void. Get ready. Sounds pretty nice.
Well, that's a pretty awesome track. Pretty angry sounding synth bass with all those harmonics over the top of it. Tons of overdrive. All those creepy choir sounds. And when those melodies just jump in. Very nice. Uh, the synth sounds in this soundtrack are just pretty incredible in my opinion. A lot of it isn't necessarily super inventive uh, sound-wise, but every sound is perfectly chosen and executed in my opinion. It's a really solid soundtrack. That was Sovereignty from the Void by Monoma. It's just beautiful music, mate. You'll have to send me a disc so I can listen to this while pinning pigskin. Yeah. I think Uncle Vernon would really love these songs. Well, it sounds like your Uncle Vernon had really nice tastes in music. Uh, well, look, I'm glad you're enjoying these songs, Dr. Swilcho, and I hope you're enjoying answering our listeners' questions because we've got another question all the way over from the US. It's from Ed Wilson of the VG Embassy. So let's listen to his question. Uh, uh, yes. Hi, Dr. Swilcho. This is... Ed from the uh, from the VG Embassy. It's I'm sorry, I'm a little nervous. I'm 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 a really big fan of your work. I remember when we visited you and our pet cat had just passed away and we were in there and I was with my kids and my boys were talking about how much they love Transformers and when we got Barnaby back you pulled my kids aside and showed them that Barnaby could transform into a helicopter. I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. I've never seen transforming taxidermia before and you completely nailed it. The kids play with it all the time. Drop it off the roof, throw it in the pool, use the propellers that you somehow concocted out of whiskers to, uh, make a fan to cool themselves in the summertime. So I was wondering, um, I don't know how ethical this is, but I don't know how ethical you are. Um, my mom loves biking. And when she passes, do you think you could taxidermy my mom and have her transform into a bicycle? That way I could ride her around her favorite routes and it would be like she's still biking. That would be really awesome. All right. Thank you for the time, Dr. Swilcho. Take care. Love your work. Wow. <laughs> that was an interesting question for sure. It, but it was great to hear from one of your fans, Dr. Swilcho. Um, thanks for sending that in, Ed. Uh, Dr. Swilcho, what do you think about that request? Gosh. I, I wish I could remember this lad and his kids. I did so many Transformer cats on my American taxi tent tours. It was always a winner with the younger American kids. Yeah, I can imagine. How about your mother, lad? I get all kinds of requests, and because I taxidermy so many different things in so many different ways, people just expect I'll do anything for them. Well, I've got a certain standard to uphold, a classiness, and a certain prestige, not to mention the tactile limitations of an animal or human skin, right? Yeah, so that's a pretty tough job to take on. 
Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, mate. <clears throat> I'd have to decline that offer, Ed. Mm. And I'll tell you why. A mother is a very special person. Whether she was a good mother or a bad mother, she brought you into this world and she did it with tears and tearing flesh. And that's something that needs to be respected no matter what. So when I taxidermise someone's mother or grandmother, I want to do the best job possible. I want to bring the most respect to her life and legacy. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, tough one. It was, mate, it was. Ed, <laughs> I'm sorry, lad. Unless your mum is built like a rake, it would be much more suitable to have your mother transform into a motorcycle rather than a push bike. There's just not enough surface area on a push bike. You need have way too much dangling skin. And that would all get caught up and torn apart pretty quickly after a few rides and transformations. Gosh. Yeah, I'd probably do it. But you you would have to settle for a motorcycle, lad. Even if, uh, even maybe a quad bike might be better. Mm. We would just have to focus on giving your mother the most respect we could possibly give her. That's that's my main interest. Thanks. Thanks, Ed. Yeah, wow. Um, I guess... Look, I think we've run out of time for this segment, so we'll move on to a song. But I guess we can talk about the whole Transformer idea uh, later in the episode. Yeah, sure, mate. Yeah, well, thanks again for the question, Ed. Uh, let's get to another amazing tune. Yet again... Another excellent song by Monoma, a.k.a. Gavin Allen. Now, take note of the different layers of sounds in this one. And it's similar throughout a lot of the songs. You've got these main parts right up front that make up the bass, melody, percussion, the rhythm. And behind all that, you have these really heavily reverbed synth pads and sounds that work to just give this real sense of open space and atmosphere. It's really, it's quite clever. Enjoy this next track, everyone. Arid Euphony.
I really love that. Arid Euphony. Very nice. Lots of atmosphere and cool melodies. Well, we've still got lots of questions and songs to get through, so let's just push on. Up next, we have our very first call from Ireland. And that's pretty great. Okay, well, it's from Brenda. So, all right, Dr. Swilcho, let's hear what she has to say. Okay. Hello, Dr. Swilcho. My name is Brenda, and I'm a huge fan of your work. Would you toxidermy my leg? I lost it in a somewhat embarrassing cooking accident. It was my favorite leg, and I just can't bear to part with it. I've kept it in my freezer in the years since I lost my sweet leg, hoping I'd get a chance to talk to you. Could you help a woman out? Ta-ta! Wow, I'd love to hear a little bit more about that, um, that cooking accident, actually. Yeah, me too, right? Well, thanks, Brenda, for the lovely question. You sound like a real beautiful spirit. Yeah, she does. There was one thing that concerned me about what you said, though. I'm not sure if I heard years since losing your leg or year since losing your leg. Now, this is very important. People often think that they can just put organic body parts in the freezer and they will last forever. This is not the case, Brenda. Freezing will slow down the bioorganisms and decompose fresh flesh, but it doesn't stop them. If your leg has been in a normal chest freezer for more than two years, it's a good chance it's rotted through the bone marrow and the skin has probably turned to pale grey. Wow, that's such a good lesson for people. I imagine the best thing to do is just taxiderm something when it's fresh, right? Yeah, mate. Or just borax and a simple apple cider vinegar bath will help preserve it for a few days without freezing. Oh, that easy. Okay. What about the leg? So, Brenda, doing a leg is really easy. The tricky part, though, has a lot to do with how cleanly cut your leg was. Ah. If it was ripped to shreds, we might need to smoothen out that break point and buff it up a little bit. Otherwise, it's a pretty simple procedure. I also need to ask people what they want to see at the break point of the leg. Most people like to see into the leg a bit like they're looking at a leg of ham with the meat and bone still intact. In that case, we'd preserve a slice of the leg and glaze it with glazing fennels. Stuff the leg using a mirror image of the mold of your existing functioning leg. Mm. And then apply the slab of glazed bone and flesh to the cut. It should look great, Brenda, but I just hope it hasn't been in the freezer for too long. Thanks for calling in, Brenda. Appreciate it, mate. Bless your soul. Yeah, thanks for calling in, Brenda. So, yeah, right. So, I think the lesson there is don't freeze your animals or body parts for too long. Yeah, mate. Just don't wait. Just go and give your 
thing, whatever it is, to a taxidermist straight away. Get on it. Spot on, get mate. it done. It's Spot better on. to get things done sooner rather than later. Yeah. Because obviously, yeah, even if you're freezing your parts, they'll they they still decompose even, they even do. in the cold. They Unless really you've got do. Something really serious like a Walt Disney cryogenic <laughs> freezing chamber. <laughs> That's a good one, mate. That's a good one. I'm sure he's not coming back, but all right. No, certainly not. Well, okay, I think we've still got enough time to take another call in this segment. So, oh, look, cool. I guess we'll take this one. It's been waiting for a while, but there's no number or ID. So, um, okay, here we go. Okay, well, hello, friend. Welcome to Vault Supreme's Synth VGM Dreamstream Machine podcast. We've got oh. Dr. Swilcho on the line. So, ask your question. Hello, Dr. Silcho. Ah. This is Victor Dimchenko. Hello, Victor. Are you hearing me right now? I can hear you. I am you. piloting your Eurocopter. I know. This is mine now. <laughs> we gave you a warning to make payments, but you are always hanging up. This will pay half your debt, but you still owe us. We give you three weeks to pay rest. If you do not pay, I take your shiny new white formaldehyde vacuum pump. I know you love it very much. Yes. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, hang up. Hang up now. Gosh, what was that? Now, what's, what's interesting about this is... What is... My Eurocopter that is actually stolen is a transforming Eurocopter. And if I just pull out my telephone here, I can actually... Yeah, I can send a signal and that Eurocopter will transform back into a cat and at that point he will be well <laughs> we won't need to worry about him now will we yes okay thanks for calling in victor yeah thanks victor um okay i think we need to play another song now yep so time for another good song all right this next track is called obelisk again from the Mummy Demastered by Monoma Music. Enjoy.
fantastic. It's just one good song after another. Sure it's a really is, great mate. soundtrack. It's a great Look, soundtrack. We've been having a great time taking your questions for Dr. Swilcho, but yeah. we've still got a few more to get to. So let's just let's just get straight to it. Uh, look, this is great. We've got a message from Sweetwater, Texas, and oh. it's from Jimmy. Okay, Dr. Swilcho, let's get to it. Okay, mate. Hey there, Volts. This here's Jimmy Hank Carmichael from Sweetwater, Texas. And uh, my cousin Bedrock said that uh, you was having some kind of fancy uh, uh, animal stuffing guy on your podcast. And uh, he said that you might be able to help me out with a sort of a conundrum that I got going on. Uh, see, out here in Sweetwater, we got what we call the annual uh, rattlesnake roundup on account of we got a lot of rattlers that like to infest a lot of our uh, sort of undercarriage in our houses out here. And so some of us good old uh, good old boys like to get together and uh, round up all them snakes and uh, help take care of them. Uh, actually, kind of uh, takes care of a lot of people in the area to get snake bite because uh, some of our uh, sort of fancy science folks out here like to milk them rattlesnakes and, um, you know, help take care of folks. I understand that uh, y'all got some folks out there in your area of woods that uh, do that same thing, so good on you. Well, uh, anywho, uh, Bedrock said that um, your taxidermy guy uh, is one of the best in the business. So I was wondering um, if he takes any international requests, uh, I'd be uh, more than willing to uh, wire him whatever he needs, uh, whatever kind of upcharge there might be for, uh, I don't know, whatever kind of uh, tariffs they might have on rattlesnakes, but... um, um, I called the biggest snake at this roundup this year, biggest rattler I ever saw, and uh, I want to make it my new centerpiece. Add some good old redneck feng shui to the old hacienda. Anyway, I'll be tuning in, so let me know. Thanks, folks. Okay. Hey. Well, thank you, and congrats on the big catch, Jimmy. Uh, I think it's great that he's a cousin of Bedroth. Uh, Bedroth hosts the VGM Very Good Music podcast with his son Shukapau. It's a fantastic podcast, definitely worth checking out. And I've mentioned them before on this podcast. I just think it's just, it's just really cool that Bedroth has told his family members about the show and, uh, you know, exposing his family members to these great opportunities to speak to people like yourself, Dr. Swilcho. So, Dr. Swilcho. Rattlesnakes. This is, I'm not familiar with rattlesnakes being in Australia. Obviously, what we've got over here is a lot more deadly, but you know, rattlesnakes, that's serious business. Well, yeah, mate. Well, first of all, Jimmy, thanks for calling in. Thanks for the question. Jimmy, I'm in my 70s now. It's a shame you missed all my American tours, lad. This was one of my best states to set up camping. Sold out three weeks in a row there, lad. But listen, mate, I'm getting old, and I'd love to do a few more taxi tent tours across the US, but who knows how long it will be until we're able to travel again. Mm. I used to have more ways of sending cadavers around the world, but... Sorry, mate, not these days. Yeah, Unfortunately, gonna... you'll have to find someone local yeah. unless you want to wait for the next Doctor's Wheelchair taxi tent tour. Yeah, good advice, yep. But listen, Jimmy, 
you've already put it in a milk bath, I hope. Don't freeze the snake. Freezing the snake it actually makes the scales very brittle. Oh. Keep it submerged in a milk bath, cow milk, full cream. Change your milk every day or two. You don't want to be forming any cheese around the snake. Mm. Once you're ready, Jimmy, it's actually not too difficult to taxidermize a snake. Rattlesnakes are particularly good because their rattlers preserve almost 100%. Oh, wow. Make sure you keep the mouth open. Jimmy, listen to this. This is very important. Once those tendons in the mouth and around the jaw go through stage four rigor mortis, you'll have to snap them open to open up the mouth. Keep the mouth open and the tendons will actually work in your favor. Oh, wow, that's fascinating. Well, there's some great tips, but uh, so how would you stuff a snake? What, what would you do? Yeah. Well, you don't make a foam mold, mate, like oh. other animals with a snake. My preferred method is to turn the thing inside out, scrape the guts, and then fill a bunch of condoms with small marbles, preferably close to the snake's diameter, and then slip them inside the snake. You'll find that the latex, and make sure you do use latex, of course. You'll find that the latex, and make sure you do use latex, you'll yep. find that the latex and the marble combination helps to provide a muscular similarity, unlike any kind of foam. So you can move it around, maybe. And I'll say once again, Jimmy, and to everyone else that's listening, I'm sorry that I'm stuck in Australia. I do hope to do at least one last farewell taxi tent tour when COVID gets forgotten. But I'm not too sure. I'm getting pretty old, but I've still got a lot of tax determination within me. Tax de determination. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Jimmy. Thanks for the, thanks for the question. Yeah, taxi determination. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Lord willing, Dr. Spilcho is looking to do one last world taxi tent tour uh, as soon as he can. And look, I hope that's possible. I really do. But anyway, look, we need to get to our next track. We are nearing the end of the episode, unfortunately. Thanks again, Jimmy, for that great question. Um, congratulations again for getting that massive rattlesnake. Uh, this next track is Extraction. Please enjoy.
Yep, another nice track. And look, we've really gone over time here. You know what, Dr. Swilcho? We're nearing the end of the se this current season of Vault Supreme's Synth V Germ Dream Stream Machine podcast. And I'm having a great time. So how about we take two more questions and we'll listen to two more songs. I think that's great. Okay, up next, uh, we don't have a location for this one, but the name is Roberto Freezer. Anyway, yeah, let's give it a listen. We'll see what it is. Can't wait, mate. Can't wait. Yes, hello, Dr. Switch. Oh, I have been following you for a while now, and I am a aspiring taxidermist. I was just wondering if you could help me out with this little problem I've been having. You see, I have trouble with them. How do you get them to sit still when you are working? They always, always move. I, uh, it frustrates me so. Please. Um, okay. Thank you, Roberto, for that question. I'm not actually sure. <laughs> I'm not actually sure what the question was there. I didn't quite, I didn't quite understand that. Well, Roberto, thanks for the question. Yeah, I, I understand the question. And again, Roberto, thanks for being a loyal follower of mine. I hope to meet you one day and share my taxidermy chronological knowledge with you in person. Mm -hmm. But anyway, mate, I think I understand his question. Okay, good. Where he failed to inform was the subject type for the taxidermy. And look, this is... This is pretty groundbreaking stuff. Oh. So I really appreciate Roberto's call. He's obviously been following me very, very closely. Mm. That's interesting. Obviously, there are certain issues with the hardening and drying of dead skin. And that can cause problems with the taxidermation of many specialized animals and marsupials. Yeah, okay. What we've been working on, and we haven't perfected it yet, it is a live taxidermetry Ooh. where the subject is fully cognitive while we undergo the early stages of taxidermometry. <laughs> okay. It does have its significant advantages. Keeping the subject alive, it, it really means that the skin stays plump and moist during the process and the longer you can keep the subject alive the longer you have to perfect your mold and cutting locations pinning is a lot easier as well because there's still quite a lot of elasticity in the skin um yeah okay what about yeah. his question yes lad the question roberto make sure you've fed them well before beginning You'll be surprised by what a simple feed can do. Obviously, smokes of opiates helps, but if you're unable to obtain those ingredients, I recommend just a simple vodka bath at least 20 minutes before beginning. And remember, Roberto, scaly creatures will need at least an extra 10 minutes for proper absorption. Um. Thank you, Roberto. Yep. 
Okay, I think we should go to the next song. Thank you, Roberto. Right. Um, okay, okay. Our next... Our, well, it's, this is our second last song now. This is Salt and Sepulcher. Some really nice chord changes and borrowed notes in this track. Enjoy, folks. And we'll be back for one more question from the legendary, or for the legendary, Dr. Swilcho. All right, enjoy this track.
right, another great song. I don't know if there's much more that needs to be said about this soundtrack. It's Very nice. just really good, and I think you know, I think that's obvious by now. Yeah. I'm sure you all agree. Yeah. Uh, if you've played the game yeah. or heard the soundtrack before, let me know your thoughts. Yeah. I'm always keen to hear yeah. what uh, the listeners have to say about the soundtracks. Or yeah. yeah, if you want to share some knowledge, if I haven't said something that you think is worth sharing on any of the episodes, share it. Probably YouTube's the best place to leave a message. But anyway, Dr. Swilcho, it's been fascinating talking to you and That's taking questions great. from our listeners. It's We've great, mate. got one more lucky listener who has been yeah. very patient and has been on hold this entire episode. Yeah. So I would really like to take this call before we close out the episode. Yeah. So look, let's just take this call. Yeah. And it's all the way from Beaverland, USA. Yeah. Okay. Let's take this call. Uh, um, hi, Mr. Swilcho. I'm hey, Dr. Swilcho. Oh, uh, sorry, Dr. Swilcho. Okay. My name is Johnny Willoughby, and Hi, I'm a Johnny. huge fan of yours. I really ha- I, I have a question for you. Hey, Mike. Um, I really like your stuffed animals. Hey, taxidermy? Okay, okay, sorry. I mean, taxiderm- taxidermy. Taxidermy. That's you, right, Mike. taxidermy. Good well, on you, Mike. I, um... I have a question. Okay. I saw this YouTube clip of this guy named Bart Jansen who turned his dead cat into a helicopter drone and, um... And what, mate? Yeah? Well, yeah, it looks like he's doing the same thing as you, but he did it first. Did you copy him? Bart Jansen. I remember him well. I was doing my very first taxi tent tour through Europe in 2012, I think it was. I met him in the Netherlands. He was unusually interested in my work. I like to support people, so I I let him travel with me for the next 80 days or so until we parted ways and I headed off to North America. But he was a sly dog. I'd always see him taking scrapings from my boots while I slept. He'd also take photographs of me while I was working and also while I was not working. Oh, that's a bit that's a bit strange. And also made friends with much of my family back in Australia, which I thought was a bit strange at the time. Yeah. But I honestly thought he was gonna make a documentary about me. I really did this was right after the uh, Opera Winfield show. But he wasn't making a documentary. No, lad. No. He oh. was making... F- he was He was basically a walking forgery machine. Wow. And Johnny, Johnny, I'd like to know what your parents are up to right now. They must be very irresponsible to let a little brat like you get on the interweb and spread lies about a legend like myself. Oh. Um, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Fancy taking sides with Brad Jensen. You better watch your tongue, you little mate. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Um. <sighs> yeah. Thanks, Johnny. Fancy that, eh? Fancy yeah. that. Sorry, Doctor Swilcho. Um. Look, guys and girls, we've come to the end of the episode. This is about as much as we can do. It's been great. Hanging out with you, Dr. Swilcho. I've learned so much. I hope our listeners have learned so much. um, Definitely. From sending their questions in. Thank you, everyone who has 
sent in a question or called in. Thank you, everyone. It's just been a great episode. And look, the music has been fantastic as well. Beautiful. Mummy Demastered by Monoma. Again, thank you, Dr. Swilcho. I can't thank you enough for, uh, you know, putting some time aside to be able to hang out with us on this video game music podcast. So, yeah, yeah, thanks for sharing your knowledge with us. It's my pleasure, mate. It was a real honor. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Um, yep, I hope you. I really hope you get to do your farewell taxi tent tour. I will, mate. I will. Right, so we got one last song just to close out the episode. It is Grave Wake Nocturnal. Oh, that sounds nice. Thank you once again, everyone, for tuning in. Remember to stay synthetic. And go check out this soundtrack. It's very, very good, as I'm sure you're well aware by now. All right. Thanks, folks. See you later. See you later, everybody.
scrape the guts and then fill a bunch of condoms with small marbles, preferably close to the snake's diameter, and then slip them inside the snake.